On the Sale Control Podcast, we look into the latest tech news and businesses, looking for any unique insights or unmet opportunities. This episode was recorded on August 15th, 2021. Our topic today, Investor Spotlight, Kathy Wood. All right, Johnny, let's start off our news of the week. So, Johnny, we got some new laws coming in that the big boys of Apple and Google or the big folks of Apple and Google won't like. There will so, be blood on the streets. Well, on the digital streets, the virtual streets. Yes. yes. So bipartisan U.S. senators have introduced a new piece of legislation that they're calling the Open Markets App. So what this would allow is it gives developers the right to tell their customers that there are lower prices outside the App Store without being kicked off by Apple, such as, was it Basecamp that had this situation happen to them, I believe, a few years ago? Spotify as well? Oh, this was, this was last year with their Hey app, mm-hmm. their new email? Yes. Yep. It would also permit alternative payment mechanisms, aka ones that Apple doesn't take a 30% cut of, and it allows sideloading and third-party app stores where developers could avoid platform fees. So now, third-party app stores hits... Uh, Apple more than it hits Android because, of course, both Samsung and China with Huawei already have a third-party app store system for their Android devices. But this new law, if it comes into effect, would definitely change how mobile software is distributed traditionally in the United States. This is a buildup, right? This, is a, this bill is a culmination of the past several years, right? Many companies have expressed unhappiness, like you mentioned earlier, Basecamp, with their Hey! email app they released last year. Spotify has been very unhappy with Apple uh, because of the, the, you know, if you, if you download and install Spotify on your app, on your Apple device, you, you, you end up paying the Apple tax, right? Versus right. if you more, just go to more important question. And log in. More important yes. question, Johnny. If this passes this year, would this would this count as an anti-monopoly action? Oh, yeah. The, the app stores are by their very nature monopolistic, right? Okay. There's, well, in that case, I, store uh, I and an Apple store. Can, Do you disagree? In that, in that case, I completely am against this legislation. <laughs> uh, this this I don't I don't see why good hardworking American companies like Apple and Google, despite the fact that they won't say they're an American company, need to have their innovation. What? Their uh, what was about to say their uh, th- their hard work ruined, spoiled by uh, government bigwigs who are just there course, to take take our money and course, take my chance. Michael's. Yeah, this is, of course, going back to Michael's whiskey bet that there will be no anti-monopolistic uh, activity or no breakup John, against any of the Johnny, big I am, I companies am, uh, in the U.S. Johnny, I am shocked. I am shocked that you think that my, my clear, unbiased uh-huh. beliefs in this uh-huh. matter have anything to do with, with any personal gain. Uh-huh. This is, this right. is purely... Yeah. I, this is just, this is just what, not... What, this is just against... A $200 this whiskey bottle? This is just, this, this is just against... <laughs> This is just against American ideals, right, Johnny? This is this, Wait, is, I don't this think, is un-American. I don't think a monopoly is quite American. All right, Johnny. Before we go into our main topic, let's do a quick portfolio check. So I was down one point one two percent this week, and I think the biggest disappointments for me were Roku, 
going down a lot, and Baker going continuing to free fall. However, I did make a few new trades, Johnny. So I sold out of Schwab and Deer because they did their job of going up, I think, 5 and 9% respectively. And and allowing me to hold my cash there. And uh, I also bought in from my watch list $1 worth of Alibaba when it dropped down to 185 So that's all the trades I made this week, Johnny. What about yourself? Where is your portfolio at? $43.72. Okay. And you invested 46. Okay. So you're down like uh you're down what? 0.6%? Yeah. 0. 0.0. Yeah, yeah. What's it called? Or well, actually No, you're down 6%. A lot of rents. What were, yeah, what were your largest what were the stocks that dropped heavily for you? So far, uh Roku is a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Spotify is a disappointment. Robinhood uh, and Nintendo are at minus 14. All right, Johnny. Speaking of our main... Now, moving on to our main topic for the day, Johnny. So we just invested like Kathy Wood, and now we're going to cover Kathy Wood in our first investor spotlight as a part of our Investor in Tech series. So first of all, Johnny, why we exactly why are we talking about Kathy Wood? Is she successful? Why why is she noteworthy? Right. Uh, the at this point, illustrious investor, uh, mm-hmm. um, forty year industry veteran, Kathy Wood, forty year veteran. She she's on the news. She's been on the news the past year, two years. Uh, she's been put on the map because of I'd several reasons. I mean, I'd say four, four years. I think ARC was founded in 2014. I think 2018, and I know you're getting to that, was when she made a bold statement, right? Yes, that's right. So to summarize it, it's Tesla and bold bets and disruptive innovation. Uh, Kathy, what put Kathy Wood on the map was in 2018, she had her famous prediction where she said, we believe that Tesla should be priced in the marketplace today at $2,000. We believe that's conservative. Our bull case is a yes. 4,000 price target in five years. At the time, and it, it happened was two under years $200. Later. It was under $200 at the time. And she got many, many crits, lots of criticism. around. But yeah, it happened two years later when Tesla saw an astronomical uh, rise, which represented a 1,200% profit increase for her and her investors. And her argument was that essentially, and this is part of the theme here, right, is electrical cars, uh, people miss the big picture. Electrical cars are getting more popular, batteries are getting cheaper, production costs are coming low, and prices will become more accessible, which will drive more demand for the sector. So yeah, Tesla is really what put her on the map. Yeah, and the other part was also bold bets. Her, uh, her firm, which she founded in 2014, ARK Invest, uh, was betting on... Uh, cryptocurrencies when Bitcoin was at two hundred and fifty dollars per coin. Right now, as a why weren't we somewhere between forty thousand? Why weren't we betting on cryptocurrencies when Bitcoin was two hundred and fifty dollars a coin, Johnny? Because we were financially illiterate and ignorant at the time. Now we I don't think we, I don't think being financially still, illiterate. I don't think being financially illiterate actually stop. I think being financially literate stops people from investing in Bitcoin. I think it's the other way around. Okay, fine. We were. Financially literate enough to not believe in this, <laughs> yep. but we were 
literate enough to not be, know the bigger picture. I mean, let's be honest. Coinbase wasn't around back then. Let's just be freaking honest on this one. Actually, it was. We just didn't know about it. But anyways, back, back to Kathy Wood. One thing I, I would like to mention that I found interesting from my research into her 40-year career, right, where she's played many roles and has been in the field of finance, is that when she, uh, she worked at Jenison Associates for almost two decades, um, and there she actually became frustrated that analysts didn't give her any good stocks to manage. And that made her feel like she was an underdog. And that's when she started looking at where no one else was paying attention. And she found companies at the intersection of multiple industries. This gave her the realization that this is where real innovation happens. And I believe that this is part of now where you see this thesis that drives the ARK Invest Fund, which is that disruptive innovation. So, so here's something that I want to touch upon that I realized. Mm-hmm. When we approached this investment series, like the past six, seven episodes that we did, we're looking into the different funds and picking up, our, creating our own portfolio. Mm-hmm. At least for me, I didn't actually spend time looking at why ARK invested in those companies, which would have helped understand why some of those companies are in that fund to begin with. I, I was looking at the companies themselves, right? Their, their I, earnings, yeah. mostly their stock. But it wasn't not, it was less on ARK's research, which is out there, which, you know, if you were inclined to, we could go read up upon some of yep. them and understand why they were investing in it. I did a bit place. and I did a bit and I'll say this. It's very generous projections. And it's not so much about the companies I've seen. So I found it interesting because if you take out the companies, because, and this is where, like I said, uh, all active managers, right? This is not, this is not knocking ARK or this is not making a judgment at all. No, I'm saying they're doing their job well. That's why we chose ARK versus, you know, any other. We, we could have chosen the S&P 500, right? We could, have cho- we could have chosen the NASDAQ. We could have chosen the Wisdom Tree China Fund. Yeah, we could have okay. chosen, yeah, we could have chosen any of these funds. But ARK has the, the, the media behind it. It has the excitement behind it. It has Kathy Wood's name on it. And if I look at why they invest, Kathy will usually have go on a podcast or go on YouTube or make a, a post or something about why she's so believing in these companies. And I'm sure they do 100% believe in it. But I found it interesting. They can kind of read some of these, take out the name of the company, substitute it with industry leader of this disruptive field. And it's the same press release. So they believe in the disruption, not necessarily the disruptor, which I think now gets into our next section, Johnny, of talking about investing for the common person. Is this an investment strategy you agree with? Um, there are elements of this you can take away. I think part of the rise of 2020 has, was, was I, I believe, is attributed to, of course, COVID, right? You saw how fast Tesla rose during that time. Uh, one of the, the themes I've, I've kept, uh, one of the lines I've kept hearing over the past year is that, you know, everything's moved up 10 years, right? All the, all the trends we've been experiencing, right? Being able to, to order online, delivery, everything has moved up, right? Um, and I think part of that, part of ARC's rise during that time indicates to me that what their thesis had some salient points, but maybe they're now all, all over the media because it's just, just because of this, if you will, complete abnormality. We don't have a pandemic every year. Yeah, but let me let me touch on this a little bit here. So it's interesting with ARK Invest because, and we have a link to what ETFs are, but basically because they're ETFs, this is actually one of the rare investors that we will touch on in this, uh, what I was about to say, in this uh, series, 
that their yeah that their entire portfolio you could trade like you could actually trade like Arc because unlike let's say Berkshire Hathaway, because we're covering Charlie Munger, they're not buying a part of a company. They're buying stocks just as ever. They're not buying preferred shares. They're not. It's an ETF. It's uh, what's called allowed. Uh, what's called allowed participants are the ones making these exchanges of actual market traded stocks. So, in fact, a human or a nine to five investor could actually invest like Ark invests. But at the same time, actually consider that this is the not the worst. This is not a strategy I'd recommend for the nine to five investor. Now that that's that's my stance. I'll get to why, because. As a part of the ETF strategy, it's not, they put in a whole bunch of money, yes, but they're, because, but they're also using a lot of other people's money because you as the investor are buying into the ETF yourself. You buy at whatever value that is. So that money and that value is going in regardless. As the, nor- as the normal investor, you don't have people paying you for your decisions. So with ARC, like I said before, Yes, they purport to champion innovation. But as we've seen, they buy, they sell. They buy, they sell. They buy, they sell. They sell out. They do all these different types of things. They're super active. And they don't fundamentally care about the companies. They have no attachment to the companies. They have attachment to the industries. It is stock picking at its most extreme. And I think as a person with limited funds, and without the ability to naturally be easily able to get more either from the market or from investors, I don't actually think this is a strategy that really works for your nine to five investor. Never mind the fact that we have an entire competition on it. That's because but Johnny, we're how doing about you, it as how, non nine to five investors. Exactly. But how about you, John? Do you do you see the do you see the good? Or you know, what what's the counter? What's the counter to that idea? The counter to their idea from my perspective is their success. There's a reason we're talking about it. There's a reason that the media is covering it, right? They've mm-hmm. gone up. They went from managing millions to managing billions. That's not a, I wouldn't say that's quite a fluke. That might be because of the times, right? So right. to me, I think you can take some of those themes and employ them mm-hmm. in part of it, but you can't say, I'm going to fully invest like ARC, right? You can't make your entire portfolio be fully on growth, uh, Stocks, right? Growth have, potential. Uh, growth potential mm-hmm. stocks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to have some fundamentals, right? Look at some cash flow, right? Look at some other types of investments. All of, all of these companies have negative cash flow, Johnny. What cash flow? Well, that, that's what I'm saying. That's why. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, if you're if you care about this, can be this strategy can be employed in part of your portfolio, but it, I don't think this is the right strategy to employ in your full portfolio for a retail investor. But right? There are but elements of this, count- like you can invest mm-hmm. in some of these, but uh, yeah, because I could see myself investing in some of these, but not okay. all of these investments. But I think the counter to that, Johnny, is twofold. One is I don't think you can, you can't invest in just some of these because how do you know which one is going to be the one that takes off? Right, we took twenty. We took twenty six and twenty five ish stocks of what is it? What's the total holding? One hundred and seventy one total companies, not counting cash, not counting, uh, not counting Bitcoin. And given the overlap between us, we probably have genuinely 
closer to 20, 15 to 20 units. Exactly. So we picked 15 to 20. And if you look at our picks, they're some of the most successful. We didn't pick Tesla, but we both picked Teladoc. We both picked Square. We both picked Unity. You picked Coinbase. I had Shopify. We picked the top 10. We didn't pick Zoom. We picked like the top 20. We picked 20 out of 177. Now, true, ARK has most of its money in its top 20. But at the same time, they're so active. They get out, get in, get out, get in at such volumes. And they have the media machine behind them that I don't know how you translate this type of investment strategy. I think if you want to invest in ARK, invest in ARK as an invest in the ETFs. I don't think as a normal exchange trader you can really, or a normal trader, you can really do this. So let me, let me rephrase this. Mm-hmm. I think what helps us, and yeah, I mean, we ended up picking most of the top 20, is where we work, right? Where our backgrounds or interests are, right? So we have, we spend a lot of time in tech, mm-hmm. read up on tech, work in tech. And so when we see tech companies that we've been covering, and then notice because of our, podcast we've been covering fintech right so we have Mm -hmm. more exposure and understanding of like a square right uh of a spotify a twilio right companies we previously covered so i would say that you can employ this type of strategy for the area that you're known in right if you are really if your area is genomics there's genomic companies you can take a look at and based on your own experience and knowledge say do i genuinely believe in these companies and invest in them we are in tech. We can take a look at the tech companies and decide, hey, based on what I know about tech, I work in this industry, I can potentially take some of these companies and invest in them, right? It could be a quick filler for you. But yes, you have to have some knowledge. If you're going in there with zero knowledge of that industry, then mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense. That's why I say you can employ part of this, but you, it can't be your sole strategy. Sure, right? but let me but let me look take a look at this one here. So, John, let's say we, we got companies with, and I, I have it somewhere on my watch list, we have companies with two, 300 PEs and negative hundreds of millions of dollars in cash flow. And that's the norm throughout most of this outside of the big, the big, big companies that are in here. Does that work when we don't have a historic 15-year bull market only interrupted by a global pandemic that was a blip of three months or two months? Oh, that, that touches into, we are in uncertain times, Michael. Mm-hmm. Our, unprecedented, uh, I believe, is the euphemism. There you go. Unprecedented times. Yes, that's mm-hmm. right. I mean, even it's, it's only because of our timing that we mentioned that we built this portfolio, but everything is expensive. Mm-hmm. Everything feels overvalued, right? Yep. There's no priced. Yep. Sane, yeah, priced. There's no sane or well-priced investment that at least I can say I've made. We've been waiting for these Chinese companies to drop enough with the Chinese com- government bleeding them. But so I'd say because of the timing, right? Now, this is something I said to you yesterday, which is like, if this was three, four, five years ago, right? And we were investing like art, maybe obviously the companies would be different, but some of the companies have remained consistent. Right? And their belief, right? Again, she made that bold prediction about Tesla in 2018. Tesla is still one of their major holdings in 2021, right? But I think that's, that's again, the problem, Johnny, which is you're talking about already a modification of her strategy. You're not talking about her strategy. Her strategy is find everything disruptive, everything innovative that she believes uh, in and puts it into it. It's well, like, can you have a 
Let's let's actually let's just look at what was it called? Let's just look at something that we're very familiar with. Let's look at let me see if I can go to ArcW here. ArcW, ArcWeb, right? That's 46 companies. Would you have a 46 company portfolio? I just see. for technology. As a retail investor, no. That you act that, that mind you that you actively manage and change and do all see, this over so time with this, this would work if you work in the industry because that's how the only way you would justify the amount of time you'd have to invest to maintain this. Like even tracking our own less than 30 companies takes mm -hmm. work, right? Tracking what's happening, what is affecting the stock as it went up. Just as an example that we were conversing about, Coinbase went up yep. post earnings. Then it went down and then for dropped, you. Yep. And it lost, right? Yep. And if I had just sold that day and I was like, oh, there's an honor system. I was like, yes, I sold on Wednesday. When it was like two ninety, uh -huh. I would have made uh -huh. forty bucks, but not really. Uh -huh. So yeah, there, there's uh, an yes. honor system. So, so, <laughs> an honor system. So, mm -hmm. uh, that, but that's that's why I'm trying to say my modification would be take a handful of these companies that you firmly believe in, on a more longer term perspective, depending on what your investment strategy is, and you could do it. But I don't think yes to answer your question. I don't think you quite invest like Kathy would as a retail investor, because the whole point of retail investing is this is something you do on the side. This is not full time. I think the thing is, if you believe in Kathy Wood's strategy, go buy the ETFs. Exactly. I think that that's Make that's, your life that's my guidance. Yes, because if you if you fully believe in her investment thesis, if you do the research, if you do the study, if you listen to the blogs, if you listen to if you believe in the research numbers as optimistic as they are, then you just buy the ETFs. Or by the by, there's now an anti arc ETF. This is a good time to say that this is not a finance. We are not financial advisors. This is not a financial advice <laughs> podcast. This is purely for entertainment. Okay, uh, I aim to be perfectly balanced. Going from one extreme to another extreme does not bode well with my investment strategy. So I actually would not be inclined to trade Sark. I think you the Ark. You, I Michael? think the Ark funds are too well balanced. Actually, too well balanced. Too well balanced to for me to for to to go with Sark now. With negative, this is an extreme, of course. With negative leveraged ETFs, you don't really trade it. You hold it on for a short period of time because it rebalances itself either daily or weekly and get in, get out in a short period of time. So that's not really, we're not really talking about investing in SARC. What we're talking about is like if you were to make an anti-ARC bet of something like that. Like if you were to literally- Would you put your, put your money- yeah, into, into the idea of shorting ARC. And my answer would be no, because I actually think the ARC funds are incredibly well-balanced because, net net, they're incredibly well-balanced because one, a whole bunch of cash they haven't even invested. And two, all of those larger companies that are in here that are more staples, that are balancing out the industry. And three, as we saw this with China, they're not, they are a fire... Uh, what's it called? They're a fire aim ready type of fund here. They are going to get the heck out as the moment that there is negative waters coming and then go back in later. So what Michael's referring to is as we were going through the series, we noted that a uh, few Chinese companies, I think Tencent was one of them. Uh, they're Tencent nearly dropped out. Arcs. I think, I think yes, they may Arcs, have Arcs dropped invest, out. Yeah. Arc was liquidating their investments in, as the Chinese government was taking. Yes. Action. Mind you, those used to be in the top 20. Yep. So, 
yeah, actively manage. So if you have the time to do this, then do it. Otherwise, as you said, invest in, in the ARC funds themselves and call it a day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if you, yes, if you believe fundamentally in that investment strategy and you believe in how they're going about it, this or any other thematic ETF is, is the way to go. Trying to do this yourself, I, I don't believe in it. It's like, I don't believe in this type of strategy of stock investing, this 171 uh, portfolio, the company portfolio when you're a retail investor. I just, it, I don't think it's a good idea. Just wrapping things up on this, Johnny. Um, what a formidable woman to start off with. Oh, yes. What a formidable person in general. 40-year industry veteran reinvented her career several, several times. She had a full career change. Well, not career change. She had a full career before you were even born. Right. Right. Yep. And Reddit calls her Auntie Kathy. She's big on the socials. Uh, we'll see how our portfolio spans out over the next year before we go to another portfolio building session. Um, mm -hmm. Anything else you'd like to mention on Kathy Wood and ARK best before we wrap up? I think it more than anything else, typifies the current zeitgeist of the youthful investor. Maybe not even the youthful investor. I think ARK Invest represents the current market very, very well. And the current feelings and opinions and investment strategies of the market. And right now, the market is at all-time high. And my thought is, when the market doesn't stay like that, I do wonder what happens to ARK Invest. Because it's easy to look like a genius. You can, regardless if you're Michael Murray or regardless if you're Kathy Wood on this case, it's easy to look like a genius when everyone forgets all the times you were wrong. Right. Right. But yep. Alrighty then. So with that being said, we've covered now Kathy Wood in all in our Investor Spotlight series. Very impressive career, very impressive funds. Not, the, not a strategy that we ourselves would undertake. Uh, not a strategy that we believe that we would adv advise retail investors to take either. However, the ETF, you know, if you believe in their investment strategy, it looks like a pretty solid ETF for that. Not one that, and I think this is the disclosures, I don't hold, I hold, of course, our companies, the one that we've, the, we've announced, I don't hold the ARC, any of the ARC ETFs myself. Johnny, you? You? Yeah. Nope, only the companies we have publicly said we are investing or not investing in. Yep, yep, yeah, they, oh, yeah. we hold none of the ETFs themselves, but, you know, they, they seem solid if and only if you believe. And, of course, this is not financial advice. It's entertainment purposes only. Always consult a certified financial advisor before making any decisions. All right, and with do, that... If you, if, if you do see us recording from uh, either of our yachts at the end of the year, this is not because of this investment. No, that was because of uh, all the all the Bitcoin. <laughs> That's because yeah, all no, the Bitcoin that, that we never invested in. There we go. All righty then. So with that being said, you've been listening to another episode of the Silicon Trail podcast. Have a wonderful week and stay safe out there. For listening.